Welcome back to another episode of Rewilding for Women, where we talk about empowerment. But we don't just talk about empowerment. We walk into experiential practices and open different doors to really deep inner hidden parts of self that unlock the fullness of who we are. I'm your host, Sabrina Lynn, and before I get into today's topic, which is a juicy one, it's the Medusa Mysteries, Um, and it's not just talking about the Medusa Mysteries, it's the experiential practices to get into the gifts of Medusa, to start to open to the mysteries that are hidden within. So they're not just in me or in certain women, they're within all of us. Um, Before we get into that, though, I want to invite you to subscribe to Rewilding for Women. Subscribe not just because I'm asking you to kind of be a part of our greater circle, but um, it's an offering. We share monthly astrology reports that we only share with our subscribers in the newsletter. We let everyone know when we're going live. So we do um, bi-monthly, is that how you say that? If you're doing it fortnightly, I'm so used to living in Australia. Um, every other week, let's say it like that. Uh, we do every other week, we'll do a live workshop within our Facebook group. So we send out email invitations to that. We send out special offers and other discounts. We also, um, are doing a mystery school video series. That is a free online workshop. So if you're listening to this, doesn't really matter when you're listening to it. We're going to keep it up for quite a while on our website. Um, if mystery school or the mysteries within kind of piques your interest or sparks a bit of curiosity within you, I would say go over to the website and subscribe for that particular workshop series. You'll see right on our website, rewildingforwomen.com, up at the top, it'll say mystery school. Click on that link, name and email address, and then we'll send you a three-part video series that I put together for us to take you into mystery school. So actually the experiential practices of mystery school and to start to open the door to what the heck mystery school might mean or a wisdom school um, kind of is. So to sort of dispel some of the myths and start to open the doors to what was traditionally very, very hidden um, realms. So today's episode, um, I don't want to talk a whole lot about it. It was an episode that was recorded live in our Facebook group, which is open to anyone to join. Uh, If you just search for Rewilding for Women, you'll see a big Facebook group, um, and you're welcome to join us there. But this was recorded live in there, and it takes you into the mysteries of Medusa. So without further ado, enjoy the episode. Now, a way that I oftentimes will open up Circle in a workshop space, so if you and I were live in a workshop or a retreat together, oftentimes somewhere at the start, um, I will ask, how are you feeling in this present moment? So I'm going to ask that question of our circle, and I would love to hear how it is that you're feeling in this moment, right now, can be a physical sensation, can be emotional sensation, can be something like, I feel busy, I feel overwhelmed, I feel stressed, I feel ecstatic, I feel happy, I feel joyful, I feel scared as hell, Sabrina, I feel like Medusa is my best friend, I feel like Medusa freaks me out. Um, I would just love to hear how you're feeling. Part of this is for you. So I'm asking for you because I'm asking you to shift out of thinking, 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 and just being up here and into a different state of being. So I'm not asking this really for me, although it is beautiful to get a gauge of where our circle is at. Um, I see stiff. I see excited. Um, what else have we got? What else? How else are you feeling? And even if you're not, so in this whole process, breathing. So starting to breathe, starting to feel expectant, a knowing of Medusa, Betsy, beautiful. Um, fully, I feel joyful, tired, but held and excited. I'm a heck yeah woman. Um, for me, I feel this um, like passion and energy growing in my heart. <laughs> That's how it feels for me right now. Very stiff and achy, Emily. Uh, so just feeling, just taking a check, checking in. How do you feel? What's happening? You can do kind of a chakra scan. 
really quickly as well. These are just practices to help us step into the feminine. So if you're sitting there on the other side of this camera going, why are we wasting our time? Sabrina, take me to Medusa. Well, let me tell you, I'm walking us into Medusa. And in order to even access the actual energetics and the truth and the rawness and the beauty of any of the big potent feminine archetypes, you're going to have to get out of brain. You're going to have to get out of left logical thinking where you're stuck up here because you will never comprehend them from that place. So that's why I'm doing this. This is an offering. It's an offering. It's an offering to start to take us in and to start to open those doors. So this isn't just some logical talk about Medusa, which are beautiful, but that's not what rewilding is. We don't just talk about them. I don't want to just like write down some facts about Medusa. I want you to feel her. I want you to open to her, to experience her, to open that Shakti in your body, right? That's what we're doing. That's what rewilding is. It's opening up to our fullness. And we do that through a whole lot of different big mama practices. Some of those practices happen to be goddess practices. So we use specific practices to open this specific Shakti, right? This specific Medusa Shakti and what's in that line, right? So a lot of you have heard me talk about this before. When we start to do this archetypal work, there's three different levels of where this energy sits, right? It's either dormant, so maybe you're on the other side or sitting in this circle with me and maybe you're going, I have no idea what Medusa feels like. I don't, I, Medusa who, right? Um, but you're here for a reason, even if it's just because you like rewilding and you come every week. But there's also another reason. You're not just here by accident, right? There's that, that, there's, that doesn't exist. You're not here by accident. And if you didn't want to be here, you could easily get off and leave. But you're here. So whether you're here live or later listening, um, there's a reason. So, so that thread could be dormant, and it might be for you. Or it could be open. But it's not clean, clear, pure Medusa yet, right? Medusa's a dark goddess. There is a lot of nastiness to Medusa, right? In her enraged state, she will turn a man to stone, right? That's pretty powerful and not all that pretty, right? Not all that, uh, not all that much of a divine expression of Medusa, Although there are uh, some backside stuff to that turning someone to stone, right? That's part of the protection of the feminine. It's part of the protection of Medusa's mysteries and her secrets, which has a lot to do with feminine magic. Feminine magic, feminine sexuality. There's a lot. So I would put Medusa, I would actually put her in the medicine woman category. I know we oftentimes talk about Hecate and Hygieia being in the medicine woman category, but I would put Medusa in, so she straddles two of the categories that we work with. One is the dark goddess, thousand percent, we all know that, we can't argue that, but I would actually put Medusa into the medicine woman category too because of the magic that she holds and the mysteries that she holds within her. So if you just feel into that word, medicine woman, right, ancient women's wisdom, ancient mysteries like that wisdom that knowing that you have in your bones right like that deep women's wisdom now the beauty with medusa as opposed to hecate is that medusa has this um this sexual wisdom aspect to her Whereas Hecate is a great midwifery, like midwife. She understands the feminine cycles, the uh, blood mysteries as Hecate. But where Medusa is a little bit different, um, they both hold huge collective stuff. They both hold the enraged feminine who had to go underground to hide. They both hold the pain of the witch burnings and, and all of that. But in Medusa, there's a bit of a difference there, and we'll talk about that today. We'll, we'll, we'll dive into that today. So how do I want to start to dive into this? Let's do a breathing. Let's do a breathing and moving meditation. So I want to give us 
a bit of an experiential journey into the Medusa mysteries. I don't want to just talk until I'm blue in the face. I want to give you a little bit of a flavor of Medusa, and then we're going to open the door. So if you're not in a place where you can drop in, try to get to a place. If, if that's not possible, right, I know it's a live um, if you're here with me live and you can't stop me or pause me or move to another room, maybe you're working or something like that, um, that's fine. Um, but if you can move to a place, get get moving, start moving. Um, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna do this. Um, we're gonna do this beautiful meditation to awaken the snake. We're gonna awaken the snake. So obviously, Medusa is incredibly associated with snakes. Snakes symbolize kundalini. Snakes symbolize the feminine. Snakes also symbolize the fear around the feminine. So if you feel into, and you may have a fear of snakes, feel into that, right? Um, And if you do, just working with that, that's your edge. That's a beautiful place to feel. Anything that you're aware of is a beautiful place to feel. So if there's a fear of snakes, just feeling into that, feeling into what all of this brings up for you. Um, and so let's work with the serpent energy. Let's work with Medusa. And I want to work with her from an aspect of in our first, second, third chakra. I don't want to work with the snake head. We'll talk about that in a little bit, but I want to work with this energy that's in first, second, third chakra. So all I'm asking you to do right now is if you can stand is you just start standing, you start breathing, you start moving, right? And you just, if you um, are listening to this later, you can put on some music, some snake-like music. There's a Paracoy song called Awaken the Snake. It is a magnificent Medusa song. Um, if somebody could type that into the comment section, that would be amazing. So it's just Paracoy Awaken the Snake. This way it's written down for everybody who's watching and who might watch later um, the replay. So just just moving, right? You're just moving your hands and you might feel really silly. You might feel incredibly silly at the start. And that doesn't matter. Um, just just move. Move first and the energetics happen. Or you might feel the energetics first. And so you're breathing. You're just breathing into first, second, third chakra. You might, you might not feel a whole lot happening. Um, but remember, we're doing this as an entire group. Even if you're watching this later, there's an energetics held here. There's a vortex held here. There's a transmission that happens here. So even if nothing's really happening for you, you're just breathing and you're moving, right? And you're just visualizing. So you might have this visualization of just like a whole lot of snakes. And you might think about your intestines, right? That can kind of sometimes help with the visual. But we're just breathing. We're just opening. We're opening up first, second, third. Sometimes it helps to rub your hands on this area of your body. Breathe, move. Feminine, which is what we're working with, is breath is life, is movement, is sound, right? That helps to unlock all of this. So we're just breathing, we're moving, we're opening up these first, second, third chakras to that kundalini snake-like outrageous feminine energy, right? Like feminine energy, it's all over the place. It moves, right? It doesn't stop moving. It's out of control. It's, it's not predictable, right? And so you just start to let yourself move like this, right? And, and this is a practice that you can do later on. Um, or you can pause if you're watching this not live, you can pause and you can keep going like while we're in this energy of Medusa, put on some music, dance her, dance her wildness, dance her out of controlness. Do you see how this feels? Do you see how my body, this isn't a rhythm. There's no rhythm to Medusa. Medusa doesn't have rhythm, right? Medusa isn't like four, four time. Medusa is insane. She's out of control. She's wild. You cannot predict where she's going to move. And you just start to breathe her and move her. Like, how does your spine want to move? How does your body need to flex, right? How out of control can you let it be? So part of working with the feminine is how much can you let go of control and surrender over to the divinity of the feminine, right? To the embody, to the Shakti. How does the Shakti want to move you? How does Medusa's Shakti want to move you? All right. Whew, that's going to be a lot of fun for Inner Circle. So for those of you, I know some of you are watching um, and you are a part of Rewilding Inner Circle. 
Guess who we're working with this month? That's right, Medusa. <laughs> um, so for those of you who uh, do the online journey with me, uh, this is Medusa month, right? So astrologically, Medusa will be conjunct the moon on March 1st. So if you're watching this in February um, of 2018, uh, just astrologically know the window's open. And especially when Medusa's conjunct moon, just feel into how that feels, right? Moon is feminine, is the hidden, right? And we've got Medusa and her mysteries conjunct the moon. I'm loving that. Um, so if you're not a part of Inner Circle, you can join anytime. It's open. Um, so if Medusa's singing to you, join. Just go to rewildingforwomen.com, Inner Circle, and you're in. That's it. All right, let's talk about Medusa. So I want to talk about the mysteries. Some of the mysteries you cannot talk about. So did you see, that's a practice. A lot of what we do and a lot of what these feminine archetypal shaktis hold for us are things that lie outside of words, right? Um, I can't explain the gifts that she has for you partially because they are purely energetic and how they express in you will be a thousand percent different to how they express in the next woman, right? So it's kind of like when that thread of Medusa Shakti opens in you and it gets derubbled, right? The line gets cleared out. It, there's no kinks in it. So when there's kinks in it, we, we have like stone face and there's Medusa energy, but it's like icky, right? It's that like icky dark goddess. It's that nasty dark goddess that takes heads off out of like, bleh, right? like, yeah. Um, and then, but when that line cleans out, we derubble. It's the divine expression of Medusa, right? It's that divine. And that's when the gifts open. Medusa gifts, they don't open until that line gets cleared out. Why? Because you would misuse them, right? You would misuse Medusa gifts. They're potent. They're powerful. And if the line has still got rubble or fear, so a lot of times, I'm not even saying that, that distortions are something conscious. They're not conscious, right? When, when, Medu when any of these shaktis are distorted, it just means that there's, there's like fear sitting in there or there's uncried tears, right? There's unwitnessed grief, right? So there might be grief around the sacred arts of the feminine, Feel that, like as we talk about this whole, this is an experiential journey that you and I are on, that our whole circle is sitting in right now. Come into this feeling. So feeling, what does your body feel like as I talk about this? Uh, so there might be like unwitnessed grief. There might be rage. <laughs> there is a lot of rage, oftentimes held in the Medusa line. A lot of rage, that's part of that rubble. So it's just like a big boulder of rage that sometimes sits there or grief that sits there or fear, right? Fear of what will happen to me when I open to this energy. Fear of how will this affect my life if I open to Medusa energy? How will this change things? Will this totally shake up my world in a way that I can't handle if I open to this, right? What dark hidden places will this take me to? What, what am I going to have to shine a flashlight on? Like that's how potent Medusa is. That's the true Medusa. That's, that's the truth of these archetypes. Uh, the potent ones, right? There are some like airy fairy light and fluffy gorgeous ones. Um, but that's also not really what we do at rewilding, right? Like let's go into the, the, the big mamas, right? The ones that you can't always go some other place to access. Medusa is one of those. So in the Medusa myth, um, <laughs> and, and feel this as I tell myths are about feeling and uncovering how this relates to your life. So as I share the Medusa myth, how does this relate 
to your life or what stands out for you or what sets you off or what triggers you or what emotions are coming up. And I encourage you all to share. So even if you're watching this later on the live stream, share, maybe share. It sometimes helps to witness another woman or to be witnessed. So when something pops up for you, I am encouraging you. We are sitting in this glorious circle. Let's take advantage of the fact that we're all sitting here live, right? This isn't me just like um, energetically like, electrocuting you with Medusa energy. We're in a circle. So feel and share. All right. So as I go into this myth, feeling what parts set you off or what parts bring tears or what parts crack your heart open, let somebody see you, right? And also see someone else. It's part of women's magic. This is part of women's business. This is part of like what it is that we do. This is part of what opens us even more. All right. So getting into the Medusa myth, <laughs> I love, I love this because she's intertwined with a few of the other archetypal energies. So Medusa, she's a gorgeous, glorious human at the start of the myth, right? She's just this beautiful, she's kind of almost like a siren. So she's just, she's just beautiful. She ends up making love to Poseidon who in astrology is also Neptune, right? Um, god of Poseidon. He's a uh, god of water, right? Um, and so <laughs> she makes love to Poseidon. It's, it's, it's beautiful. Like it's this beautiful experience. Here's the wild part. So again, feeling for what triggers you, feeling for what triggers you. Pallas Athena, right? Goddess of like war, uh, goddess of intellect, warrior, right? That goddess, very left brain of all of the feminine archetypes. That's her. She's kind of like uh, in the boys club. Zeus, she was like Zeus's favorite. So she's in the boys club. She's very masculine. She's also one of the goddesses who is, uh, has not, does not have a lover, right? So she's a virginal goddess. You can call her a virginal goddess. So she catches them. She catches them. Now she is enraged. Pallas Athena is enraged. Now you can feel this is a wounding coming from a woman, right? So this is a wounding coming from feminine to feminine. Feeling into that. This is part of the Medusa myth. So she curses this gorgeous, beautiful human woman turns her into this demonic gorgon with snake hair. So turns her into demonic gorgon with snake hair. Uh, this, just feel this, right? Feel this, this, this gorgeous woman expressing her sexuality, her beauty, her connection with the masculine. Now you've got over here, you've got Pallas Athena, who's only expression with the masculine is I'm in the boys club. I stand in my masculine. Boys, let's go to war. Do you feel that? Do you feel that? She sees this woman here. So here's a question for you. I'm just going to bring this into reality. Have you ever been the woman here dancing in your sexuality, in your feminine, and you have felt Pallas Athena over here raging at you because you're beautiful and you're standing in your sexuality, right? It doesn't have to be Pallas Athena. Obviously, you felt another woman. Or when have you been this woman? When have you been this woman who stood here as Pallas Athena standing in your masculine, right? Standing in your masculine. You can go to war with the boys, but you can't make love to them and you can't dance to them. You can't dance with them, right? So, so now when have you been this woman going, wow, I am jealous of her sexuality. I am jealous of how she dances with the masculine. I am jealous of her beauty or whatever it is, right? So just, right, I'm bringing this into real life. This is how these energies work. This is what they bring you into. This is how they open you and awaken you. So they awaken you to this but part of the purifying is to get rid of anything from, from being Medusa, who now, now Medusa turns, right? So now she gets turned into this Gorgon, um, this nasty wild beast. So now she turns, she turns, she is nasty, 
right? Um, and that's what these myths are about. So continue feeling, continue feeling as we go along. So now we've got this, this enraged feminine. So we see this in a lot of the myths, right? This is stage two. We see this in the Lilith myth, right? We see this in a lot of the feminine myths where it's, we see it in the Hecate myth. So this also represents the fall of the feminine, right? This also represents the patriarchy because Pallas kind of represented the patriarchy. She was boy's boy, right? Kind of represents the patriarchy doing this to the feminine val to the feminine principles, right? So it's happened in a lot of the myths. You see stage one um, is this stage two, they did not, they were not equal with the masculine, right? So this is the the wounding from the patriarchy. Do you feel it? Do you see it? Um, this might be so new for some of you, or you might be like, yep, I'm working on this one, Sabrina. You, we've gone into a million archetypes like this, and I totally get it. So now there's this. Now there's Medusa who is in that same state that Hecate gets into. I have to hide my, my gifts, right? My feminine gifts, whether that be radiance or medicine woman gifts, because it will get me killed or turned into a fucking demonic monster, right? So how many of you can relate to that? I want to see hearts and I want to see likes. If there is any tiny little bit of fear that you hold around fully owning your sexuality, around fully owning your feminine gifts, right? So feminine gifts can be everything from seeing to oracle to um, intuition to sexuality to tantrica to priestess to medicine woman and all the gifts that come with her to midwife right do you see all of these hearts and all of these likes I do this because I want you all to know that you're not alone right that you're not alone and the beauty of working with these archetypal energies the beauty of working with Medusa is that she takes us out of that place. She helps us to release any of the unconscious things that are keeping us small, right? The unconscious things, the mask. Medusa has a mask on, right? The mask. Medusa has the mask. What mask are you wearing to protect yourself? I want to know. Share. If, if, if it pops up, Share it if you can, if it feels right to share. What mask are you wearing? Who are you pretending to be so that you fit in, so that you're not ostracized, so that you're not made fun of, so that you're not killed? I know that that's like a deep-seated, very unconscious fear. Um, but what mask are you wearing? What false mask are you wearing? to protect. It's about protecting, right? Part of this is Medusa is protecting the deep hidden mysteries of the feminine. She's protecting the potency of a woman's sexuality and the gifts of a woman's sexuality, right? A woman's sexuality, you can initiate people into the highest of heights, right? So she's, and that's not just Medusa's gift, but she's protecting that with a mask, with a mask. So, so I'm not saying that these masks that we wear are bad, right? We've developed these masks and these layers and these stone cold eyes out of wanting to protect the gifts and the mysteries within, especially the deeply feminine mysteries within because when we open to them in past lives we were abused we were raped it was taken from us our babies were taken from us we were burnt at the stake we were hung we right all kinds of atrocities have happened when women have opened up to these deep feminine gifts including the fullness of our sexuality. Here's another question. How many of us have fear around opening up and expressing the fullness of our sexuality? Right? How many of us, look at this whole Me Too thing that's going on right now. How many of us close it down a little bit? Or how many of us put on weight 
so that we're not seen or wear baggy clothes or don't do our hair so that we don't have to deal with sexual energy, so that we don't have to deal with what it's like and what happens when we are attractive. This sucks. This sucks. 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 Right? Part of the reason I do this is because I think this sucks. The reason, one of the really big reasons that I do this work in the world is because I don't want us all to have to live like that. Part of the reason we work so stinking hard at rewilding is to change that, right? All of that collectively in society so that when I walk outside, I can walk outside looking vibrant and beautiful and bright. And it, I'm not going to be molested for that or raped or killed or take, right? And I can come out and I can say, intuitively, I know that this is the decision we need to make. Like, I can come to my husband and I can say, babe, <laughs> I know, I know that we need to move to Oregon. I know, I, I know we have to get out of this house. I can't tell you why, but energetically, I know that it is the best thing for our family to get out of this house. Now, I don't have logical reasons for that. I just know this. Deep in my bones, I know this, right? This is woman's knowing. But for us to get to a place where we can honor that, knowing, we can honor that, we can share that, we can express that, and it gets honored by the other right? It gets honored by the masculine. It is like, there's wisdom in this woman. There's wisdom in this feminine, right? He can, he can take in more information because we are here sensing, feeling, opening a million times more things than the masculine is. That's our job, right? That's our gift is to be incredibly open, incredibly feeling perceptive, right? Incredibly intuitive. That's part of what Medusa brings you. That's part of what all of these feminine archetypes bring. They make you so sensitive to everything. And I hear some people complain about that, but when you follow it, right? Like it's a sensitivity, a wise sensitivity, right? You're sensitive, you're sensitive to your surroundings because you're picking up thousands of things and then you can take that and you can you can move from that you can make decisions from that place um okay so myth now here's another beautiful part to the myth how much time do we have okay uh, we'll keep going a little bit with with a little bit more of the myth so um so now Medusa is this um, enraged, right? She's enraged. She's in stage two. She's, she's gone into like repressed, wounded, um, distorted, dormant kind of, right? Like just that like, but there's raw power in her, but it's like this. And so it's just, um, so she's in that, that space, uh, Pallas Athena, um, she also, like, part of her gift is to turn anyone who looks her in the eye, she turns to stone. So feeling into that, what does that symbolize for you? So part of all of these myths is symbolism. What does that symbolize for you, right? Turning anyone who looks at her to stone. Don't look at me. Don't look at me. Don't. You cannot, you cannot see me. How does that feel, right? As the feminine who's gone underground for a really long time, you cannot see me. There is no way that you can, you can't see my mysteries, right? You can't see my magic. You can't see my wisdom. Now, how does that feel when you put that onto the collective and into society? How many of you can agree there are a lot of people walking around this planet who cannot see the feminine, right? Like cannot, cannot see. I was one of those. Heck, I was, I, I will put two hands up for that. I was one of those. I couldn't see. I could look straight at somebody who lives the feminine mysteries and I couldn't see. I couldn't see. I just couldn't. I was blind. Um, so feeling into that aspect of the myth. myth. Now, um, Pallas Athena um, has Perseus. I think that's his name. Sorry, my brain is a little bit wild because I'm all in Medusa energy. Um, has Hires Perseus to kill Medusa. Um, and he ends up taking her head off, right? So this is how he has to kill Medusa, is taking her head off. Now we have this disembodied 
Do you see, do you see that part of the symbolism is now she's disembodied head removed from body. So how many of us have experiences of living like that? If ever, or sometimes it's kind of a defense place that we go where this whole thing, so we stop feeling, right? We just, we stop feeling our bodies and we just stay here, right? This is, this is just here. M most people still live this way, like just here, neck up, right? So that's another beautiful symbolism. Um, in the, do you see all these mysteries? Do you see how I'm, do you see all of the mysteries held in Medusa? This is why you energetically work with her. This is why you do practices with Medusa. Um, I can't talk. I, I'm trying to talk us there as best as I can. Um, but this is the magic. There's so much in her. So, um, so now, um, head is off. Her blood at this point is so toxic that a drop of her blood will kill anybody. That's how toxic her blood is because she has gotten to that so enraged, so dormant of this feminine force, right? That feminine force like rolls through all of us, but it had to stay in lockdown. So you can see this and I look at this as poison. Um, because her blood becomes poisonous. I also look at us, and I see this in women who've had to lock down the feminine, because it's it's big, and it wants to roll through you. It wants to roll through every person, but we lock it down, and it oftentimes will turn on us into poison in our bodies, right? turns into poison um, and you can start to see it in all of these really interesting um, diseases that we're starting to get and to me a lot of them have to do with the fact that we just aren't allowing the lines to open the lines are just not open or we're just living from here I'm just living here I, 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 have, no, I have none of that even exists to me because I just need to hang out here this is where the value is at left brain logical thinking this is where society is still valuing things right think 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 we get paid to think we don't really oftentimes get paid to be intuitive, right? It's changing, but we're not there yet. Um, so, okay. Um, the last little piece of the myth that I'll share with you, and this is cool because astrologically, um, Hygieia is a really, really big part of the astrology, really open. I know I've been talking about her a lot, so I don't want to talk about her. Um, but again, for those of you who are doing Inner Circle with us this month, we'll also work with this in the theme workshop. So Hygieia is the gorgeous, glorious, also medicine woman. So you heard me mention her earlier. Medicine woman, archetypal energy, goddess energy, who takes Medusa's blood and she turns it. This is Medusa, or this is Hygieia's magic. She turns it into this life-giving potion. That the magic of Hygieia. That they're, that's the magic of Hygieia, is just this like, she can turn poison into life-giving elixir. Now feel how she can do that in your body. So I know those of you who've done live workshops with me, we work with Hygieia a lot, because she's, she's a miraculous healer, and will miraculously heal a lot of physical ailments that we had no idea could possibly happen. Um, and so, so that's the beauty of working with these two. So you open up the poisonous. So now let's just bring this into our bodies. Let's just bring this, let's bring it into life. Sabrina, cool that we're off here in a myth world, but let's bring it into real life. These distorted, sorry, I don't want to say distorted. These dark goddesses, <laughs> they're coming out, right? They're coming out. They're coming out. They are. But with them comes this enraged, poisonous energy, right? Enraged. And so a lot of this is finding the space, finding the right circles, finding the right women's circles, finding the right practices where you're held in a safe container, to go into this and to start to open to this within, to open this channel and to release any of the rubble, right? Any of the sadness, the grief, the rage, the fear 
that sits in that line. And now with Medusa, as with some of these other really potent ones, it's not just about this life. It's a lot about past lives. And you don't have to believe in past lives, but you came in with something, right? And it's a lot about what you came in with. It's just the nature of Medusa. She's one of those collective goddesses and past life archetypal energy. So she will take you into what you've absorbed from the collective around opening to the feminine mysteries. And she will take you to what you've absorbed from past life memories around feminine mysteries, around feminine magic, and around sexuality. You cannot talk about Medusa without talking about sexuality. She will help a woman go into her fullness of her sexuality. She will clean out the... I shouldn't say it like that, maybe. She will awaken that wild, erotic feminine. She will open that door. But that door will be divinely aligned, right? That's the point of all of this. It's not just like, oh, let's go, let's go into the dark goddess. That's, what? That's just like asking for destruction and craziness. It's about let's open to her and let's clear out the line so that she's divinely aligned. So now I am Medusa in Medusa's erotic magic and the fullness of her feminine. But I am coming from a place that is in my highest good and it's in your highest good. It's in the man who I'm making loves with highest good. I'm not making love with him to devour him in a witchy, nasty, manipulative way of stealing his sex energy, right? I'm making love with him in a way that is in our highest good and the highest good of society. Everybody's highest good. That's what I open to. That's why we do this, to get to that place, right? To get to that place. And a man will tell you. Um, you can listen. David Data will share this publicly. I heard this um, last week. But men will tell you to make love to a dark goddess <laughs> surrendered and open is one of the is the most glorious thing that they'll ever experience men will say that not just one man not just david data as like oh yeah he's really out there um but men who've come to that level they crave that we crave that right like Feel into your deepest craving. Do you crave to just let loose, right? To just let loose, like all of your wildness, to just let and be held, right? Be held in that, in the ferociousness, the wildness, the chaoticness. And he holds you in that, or the masculine holds you in that, right? That is a wild place to go. When you go there, your life changes, your body changes, your sex changes, your relationship changes. The world starts to change, right? All right. Wow. I love Medusa. I love Medusa. She was actually one of the first, um, no, not one of, she was the first archetypal energy that came roaring into the bedroom. Yep. Um, while I was making love to my partner uh, years ago, the first time in archetypal energy came, I was doing archetypal work, um, but it was the first time that an archetypal energy came into the bedroom and it was Medusa. So I have a lot of love. Got a lot of love for Medusa. Uh, she showed me a lot of things. She also showed my man a lot of things. Um, she's yeah, that's probably all that I can say um, with the time that we have. For those of you who are doing Inner Circle, uh, we will be going in to Medusa in March. So coming up, we will be going into the Medusa Mysteries. We'll be opening up to her. We will be doing the practices that open the door, that awaken, that de-rubble, anything that's in the line so that we can come into that divine alignment. 
um, with her. And so for those of you who didn't hear me say before, inner circle's open to anybody. It's not like some private cool kid club. That's dumb. Uh, it's open to anybody. Um, you just have to join. If you go to rewildingforwomen.com inner circle, you'll see all of the details there, what's included, what blah, 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 blah. I don't need to talk about that. Um, but you're invited. You're welcome to join me anytime. Uh, okay, so let's do maybe two questions because we don't have a lot of time because I talk a lot. <laughs> um, so, Brooke, I love you. <laughs> do it. <laughs> you're a gorgeous woman. I think you shared that in the workshop too, which um, I'm super appreciative. I love Inner Circle. It's, um, I just am blown away by by what we can do online um, and how much love sits in that circle and just the beautiful experiences that I'm hearing from everybody um, and the awakenings and the openings and how life is changing. It's, it's yeah, it's, it's <laughs> profound. Um, so thank you for that, Brooke. Um, Medusa and Kali are the same energy. No, definitely not. Um, Penelope, they're both dark goddesses, but extraordinarily different. Um, like totally, totally different. We'll take you into totally different parts of self. Um, we'll awaken different things. We'll de they're right. Like we talk about those threads of, um, those Shakti threads. They're two very, very, very different threads of, of Shakti. I would not relate those two. Other than saying they're both dark goddesses, that's all that I would relate. Um, that's all uh, that I would really... I mean, you can kind of do a little bit of similarity of like Kali's tongue and Medusa's tongue and some of that stuff, but no. Uh, experientially, totally different. Um, okay. Uh, divine masculine. How do we get this going first? I'm actually not going to answer that question because I kind of want to keep it to Medusa. Um, but... Um, Nidzar, I love that question. I just did a podcast on that last week, um, on the masculine and feminine. If you want to check that out, it gets posted, I think tomorrow. Um, we'll post that on the Rewilding for Women podcast. Um, I'm kind of looking for some more Medusa questions, if there's any. Maybe we don't. Um, oh, uh, Natalie, I like this one. What do the snakes on the head represent? Ooh, this is a really good question. This is a great question. There's a lot of different things, a lot of different theories, and kind of feel into what the snakes on Medusa's head represent to you. This is an interesting one, and it might totally set you off. I don't know, but you feel into how this feels for you. So um, according to Freud, the snakes on Medusa's head represent... <laughs> this is wild. This is wild. I'm just giving it to you, right? The snakes on Medusa's head are linked to the fangs in a woman's, and his word was vulva, <laughs> so the fangs in a woman's yoni, and the fear that the masculine has of the feminine devouring him, which kind of can feel the similarities of that, right? Is in the myth, right? It's, it's, it's the feminine who will devour the masculine or turn him to stone, right? Um, and, and just how Freud and his like wild ways of expressing things and talking about things. But, but that's more symbolism that you can feel into is, <laughs> is the fangs and the teeth in a woman's yoni and how she will devour a man. So we don't often think about that, right? Do we? We don't often think of put ourselves in how it feels to be a man, um, to be taken in by the woman, right? So, so if you just think about sex with a man, to be, <laughs> to be devoured, to be taken in. Um, so for us, we do all of these practices sometimes to let go of energies that we've absorbed from past partners. Um, by the way, there is an awesome blog post uh, that we just posted today on the website around yoni steaming. I love this. Um, Kelly on the Rewilding team just posted this. So back to what I'm talking about and what she talks about in this blog post is we do these practices to release energy that we've maybe absorbed from our masculine partners. But if you think about it, for men, they've, they go into a place of, I've given parts of myself away. I've lost parts to the devouring feminine. <laughs> Isn't that wild to think about? So to put ourselves in the other shoes of like, whoa, like, 
oh shit, like you're losing pieces, right? Like I just got to pull cords out of myself. <laughs> I just got to do some yoni steaming and release some stuff. Like you've actually got to like figure out how to get parts of yourself back. Sheesh. So um, that's, that's an interesting thing to feel into. But also snakes just want to also go back to the fact that snakes um, will represent that kundalini. Um, and Medusa is a great kundalini awakener. Um, from that dark goddess standpoint. So just the snakes being being the kundalini, being that serpent energy, being Shakti, right? And and the magic that's held in there, the magic of Shakti, how how that divine awakening energy works in our body. Um, so just feeling into that. Uh, Medusa has big magic around that. We'll be doing a lot of practices with that, um, working with that. Um, okay, my gorgeous... Gorgeous, amazing goddess friends. I swear there was another great question, but I can't. I don't have time. Um, okay, I'm so grateful for you for being here. I'm so grateful for our group. I'm really grateful for the podcast and all of all of the support that we get from you all. Um, I love the comments you send in. I love the topic suggestions. I love the questions. I love the posts that you all share. I'm going to invite you again. If you're in the Facebook group or if you're not, find it, Rewilding for Women Facebook group. You'll see us. Um, There is a post in there to share your magic, your gifts, what it is that you're doing in the world. We love sharing what our members do. And so once a month, we put a post up where everybody can leave a comment on that post about what you do. So blog posts, events that you're doing, all of that. Like We just want to share the love. So Please do that. Also, oh my God, before I go, we're doing mystery school next week. Ah, I can't believe I almost forgot to talk about this. We're doing mystery school next week. Mysteries, rewilding mystery school. Yes, we're doing an online series, an online workshop series. If you have not subscribed, go do that. So the videos are coming out next week. Um, Just go on the website. You'll see mystery school. Sign in. All we need is your email address. I've done three videos. I did them last week. I love them, right? I'm taking you into practices. I'm going to show you what mystery school is from an experiential standpoint. I don't want to just talk about it. You know me. I hate talking about things. It's boring. So I want to take you into it. Um, So if you haven't signed up, do that because it's it's free. It's just what we want to share, right? I don't want to keep mystery school behind locked doors. I mean, we have to when the circle starts and it's then it's mystery school going. But I want to share. I want to share. So that's our way of doing it. Okay, that's it. I love you. Thank you so much um, for being here. Thank you so much for going into Medusa. Thank you so much for being open, for doing the work that you're doing in the world, because I know that there's this beautiful, amazing ripple effect that's happening um, just because you're here in the circle and you're opening to what you're opening to and you're on the path that you're on um, with both the feminine within and the masculine. So I love you and I'll see you hopefully next week traveling to the UK um, workshops happening over there. So not totally sure, just kind of depends. We're going to play it by ear, but hopefully I'll see you next week. If not, definitely the week after. Okay. Bye. 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 Bye.